0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and welcome back to a piece of cake—a key piece oh, of cake well right up.
1: there, uh, that's
0: where good. where where I've missed my brother who's over there, and that is. Uh, well,
1: this is Abdulrahim Green, and over there,
0: that's who's that over there? This is Abdullah Baker. After good life. to see you, Abdulrahim, after two weeks. Um, I know that it wasn't either of, our, either of our doing. It was because very good news that our brother Hassan was in flight returning from the UK after becoming a father again. Allahumma barak, mashallah, tabarakallah. May Allah bless mashallah. him and his family and his newborn, um, mashallah, and um, keep them safe and well always. I mean, so that Ameen. was the reason we were unable to be with you last week. and But we're back and what we're going to be discussing today is looking at the issue or the characteristic of humility but in the face of arrogance and the reason this is being discussed is because many feign piety and humility when projecting their view or their argument or their narrative upon others and unfortunately many fall for it and if we're going to cite examples we only have to look at the last president who was always feigning piety and um talking about truth and he had 70 million people believing in him and storming the capital thinking he was a righteous dude so there was no humility there at all it was just ego but it came across as him wanting to be or appearing to be a do-gooder, which fooled the masses. And we've seen that many times, Avrain. We've seen humility when really it's arrogance and yeah. it's humility being feigned. And what is humility? We all have arrogance, but what is humility basically?
1: I think I I I don't know. I mean, maybe I can I can start by saying what arrogance is right um but so arrogance i suppose or well, kibber yeah is, is defined in islam pride right mm, is pride and arrogance the same thing probably more or less the same thing right i guess pride arrogance is maybe worse than pride right like yeah ar- ar- arrogance is like pride plus being in your face about it right yeah um but pride is pride is defined by the prophet sallallahu wasallam as rejecting the truth when it comes to you and looking down upon people so those are the two elements of pride right so when the truth comes to you you reject it okay now of course there could be so many reasons why a person does that it could be racial pride tribal pride intellectual arrogance uh, all sorts of things right um, and looking down upon people, I guess that's just that means you just think you're better than others. Right. You think you're better than others. And it's the same reasons. Right. So, you know, those two things are the things you have to watch out from from the Islamic perspective. And the Prophet said, you know, like whoever has an ounce an Atom's weight of arrogance will not enter paradise. Right. Right. Or of pride. Sorry, of pride. So arrogance, I guess, is, you know, like it's pride plus you know more than that just
0: disdain just, disdain for example yes yeah
1: yeah so i think that so i guess humility would be i i'm thinking humility would be the opposite of it it's just that you're very accepting of the truth when it comes to you and you don't think you're better than others and i i think that's that is really something that is um probably of the two of them that's the one that's maybe more of a challenge is Um, Because even to be honest, bro, when we talk about like it was sort of for me when it's like when we discuss this subject and then we then we sort of think, oh, we can find examples of it. For me personally, I think, well, maybe, you know, that's not the way to go. Maybe the way to go is. Allah knows who's really arrogant and who isn't. It may seem obvious to us, but you know, what's more important is I need to make sure that I'm not arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I, you know, like it's a really good subject. You know, humanity. I think, I think we're in an age
0: where, you, no, you're right, and th- thanks for that, um, here for the, the definition. I think there are, there are types of pride that are allowed, where it yeah. doesn't spill over into the arrogance um, that that you're that you're describing. Yeah. Um, so, we, we're proud that we can be proud of our children, for example. We can be yeah. proud um, of an achievement, um, but not in the sense that that pride is, look at me, what I've done, and praising ourselves, okay? Um, we, or or thinking that you're better than others because
1: of it, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Look at my kids and your kids are rubbish. Yeah, Exa- exactly. Be, you've achieved nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and with, with, I think with that type of pride, must follow fast on the hills is that humility and acknowledgement that none of this would have been possible without Allah, That is Allah who's given you all of that. And I think that that's where the humility replaces or um, dispels that pride going into a form of arrogance and disdain for, for others. And it's sad, Abdurahim, because today we're in an environment, and I suppose it's always been like that, but more so with social media, where humility is seen as a weakness humility is seen as something to be mm. frowned upon in a similar way that we know that students our children if they're very intelligent they will dumb down their intelligence in school for fear of being picked on nerdy mm. in that way but humility now you'll see many not um, displaying humility for fear of chastisement for fear of being bullied for fear of being the odd one out so everyone is projecting uh, an arrogant haughty type of um of pose even in the dower even in not being able to accept that we don't know something so let's say for example you and i speaking where we don't do it we know each other very well but if we know we're wrong if i'm wrong on something i'd love for you to correct me even if it's public i don't really mind how many are like that today, Dana? Again, I'm not feigning piety by making that statement. I'll quickly give no. that disclaimer there, mashaAllah. But what I'm saying is that because we're in the spotlight or because you're on social media, not necessarily in the spotlight in the, in the instance of, of fame, but you do not want to be seen as being wrong. You do not want to be seen as being ignorant. So you become arrogant, but you're disguising mm-hmm. that in the language that you use using the language of humility, mm-hmm. and we see many doing that today and I don't know if you you can give examples of what that looks like, but it's there it's prevalent
1: yeah. it's
0: become the norm
1: I don't look I'll be honest about myself is that you know i'm I can take advice but I don't take advice well from everybody yeah likewise
0: likewise so
1: like you know if some random you know, if some random brother or sister yeah, decides to give me some advice, which very often, by the way, is not even right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, they're giving, offering me advice on a public place. Yeah. Publicly. Right. Yeah. Telling me something in a comments page. Right. And sometimes they're not even right or they've got the wrong end of the stick. They don't even know what's going on. Right. Um. I won't. I won't lie. It makes me really upset, to be honest, even if they were right, it would make me upset because partly because it's just bad manners. It's not it's not like even if you're right, you're wrong, because if you are trying to correct someone publicly, even if you're right, you are wrong, because that goes against. So like if you're going to embark in this whole sphere of advising people and correcting them, then flipping well, learn the manners of how to do it exactly right? don't write it in my comments page in front of every book because you're not going to get a good reception from me right. right um and so yeah i mean unfortunately obviously i have to check myself and i have to i do have to check myself and say to myself look abdul is this person making a genuine point right and usually i'm you know hopefully if i do find that the, what they're saying is right and it, it can be quite the problem is no one's helping you to follow the right path by you know, making these things in public, because it actually makes it really much harder for you to overcome your nafs, because your immediate temptation is to be defensive about yourself. Yeah, right?
0: and you're right, Abrahim, you're right, but in actuality, no. what that individual is trying to do, again, feign piety, is humiliate you, or humiliate yes, you. I don't, by, I, sometimes, but- I don't think they do it on purpose. You know, no, not okay, but purpose. they may not do it on purpose, yeah. but as you said, they need to know the etiquette of yeah. approaching yeah. in that instance. And so you'll get individuals coming on board saying, um, oh, yeah, we need to advise you of this, Adina Nasiha and everything like this, bringing these beautiful um, statements from the Prophet, but in actuality, the result, they may not intend to be doing that, but the result will be that it's a, it's a process of a possible humiliation by trying to correct you in public. So. And they are the ones who are coming across as I'm being humble in the way that I'm coming to you because I want to offer you sincere advice. Yeah. But as you said, the mechanism and the way that it's being done is, is wrong. And what you're saying, it's not it's not arrogance, Abdurahim, when you get annoyed about it. Us being stubborn yeah. for a reason, because yeah. we have self-dignity, because we we have self-assurance and we, we, we value ourselves. We're not going to put our heads on the ground. Um, for every Tom, Dick and Harry that comes along that wants to offer advice in such a way that's disdainful or comes across humiliating. So yeah, we, I think that that's a knee-jerk reaction, which is um, natural. I'm a very stubborn person and I it takes me a while to, to understand if someone is giving me advice and when I'm wrong. But once I know that I'm wrong, I'd like to believe that whether it's publicly or otherwise, I will apologize if it's a mistake that I've made, if it's a, um, a learning experience that I've just gone through. But that's not arrogance. I don't think that's arrogance. I think arrogance is that disdain to say, no, I, I can ne- I'm i not wrong. I will never admit being wrong. I'm never even going to come back onto that point of being wrong whilst knowing, Hold on a minute, There is an issue here of me being wrong, but because I've got such a following, because I've got such a reputation, because I'm being perceived in such a way, I cannot back down from this position. Um, and then it moves us to even more arrogance, um, towards the people.
1: I I, I do struggle with it sometimes, I'll be honest, right? Um, I mean, one of the people that I found is, you know, subhanAllah, one of the most humble people that I found, right, is Dr. Uh, Doctor Bilal Phillips,
0: right? So MashaAllah.
1: Honestly, I'm like, afraid. you know, the people, the things that people say to him and, you know, and even us, I remember some of the things that we approached him with. And I look back and I thought, oh my, and I never saw him sort of get angry or act like he was proud or, you know, uh, quite the opposite. He's always like amazing, really amazing to think. Because I look at him as a sort of a bit of a giant, you know, like my no, he eyes, is. You know, I love my in he terms is my of friend. not only his knowledge and, his, <laughs> you know, his, his books that he's written, but also his, you know, online Islamic University and the sort of work that he's done. But to see that sort of consistent humility in him and that ability to... Um, you know, like almost the most you see is a sort of frown come across his face. Sometimes, you know, like you can see a bit vexed. But you know, you know, mashallah, I, I do aspire to be more like that. But I, I, I can see my, I, I you know, my back can get up quite easily. And it, like I said, it's dangerous. You know, you have to check yourself. I, I find, you know, it take it can take me time to sometimes sit back and think, and I, you know, maybe even a couple of days, and I think, you know what that person had a good point. That person said something valid. Mm. I have to think about what that person said. But I usually say to them, look, don't advise me in public. If you want to say to something to anybody, you know, you you take, that's Nasiha. That's the Nasiha, right? Um, yeah, but so, what right, you said,
0: yeah. what you said there, I think with Abu Amina from one point, because yeah. we know him well, he used to stay in my home. He used to be with us a lot mm. when he used to come to UK. And mm-hmm. I think that his response and his reaction is because he he understood yeah. where these people were coming from yeah. his detractors his critics yeah. and i remember hearing him when he be speaking talking about where where they're actually coming from and you knew that because you knew them as well like actually he's got a very very good point and so the issue is that you don't need to get yourself all het up and angry not you okay. but just generally when you know why someone's coming from the perspective that they're coming from. And Floating Man's made quite an interesting point where he said that you can genuinely see, you can occasionally see uh, or normally see when somebody's coming from a sincere place and who's Mm -hmm. trying to humiliate you. And I'll say Floating Man, to an extent, you're correct, but you've got individuals who are publicly, you see them really coming across piously to their, their audience and I only wish good for the brother, I only wish good for the sister. And they're using all of that and the intonations that they're speaking with yeah, are really amazing. nice and everything. And then comes the damning sort of observation and advice that they want to put. And therefore, they've won their audience or their, their followers are totally on board with yeah. them. These, and they, they, the, they then become the, the wind behind yeah, the cell yeah. saying, look, he only meant good advice. Look at yeah, Fulan, yeah. Fulan, look at Abdurrahim. Rahim, look at Abduhat, look, see, they can't accept it. He only meant well. And so that only perpetuates mm-hmm. the problem and yeah. gives that individual and who's apparently just, offering that advice. Yeah. Um, he's, he's basically gloating because he's yeah. like, look, I've now got support behind what I'm actually doing. You can't see a person's intention, but you can taste mm-hmm. the fruits. Occasionally, of what that's they're
1: the, doing. I mean, that's the real, you know that that's the real snake. Yeah, the one that that's the real wolf in sheep's clothing. Literally, Definitely. literally yes. a wolf in sheep's clothing. They put on the clothing of sheep, which is the sheep is the ultimate symbol, really, isn't it? Of passiveness, of humility, of obedience. Right. You know, a, a following, of following, of gentleness, almost. Yeah, like sheep to the slaughter, just willingly going right. Um, You know, they put on this like exactly how you described it, this garb of humility. And what is the test? Right. The real litmus test is, did you advise this brother? Did you advise this brother yourself? Did you pick up the phone? Did you talk to him? Right. Because if he's saying in front of his followers, I only want good for the brother. Why didn't you speak to me then? Why didn't you phone me? Why didn't you write me a letter? Right. Why didn't you have a conversation with me about this? Right that's the real you know proof of the pudding right that's
0: right um and and to validate themselves abraham this is the ultimate thing really is to validate themselves to say look at me look at me that's that's where the arab arrogance goes that's when the, the why it's called i see it as feigning piety because in doing all of that it goes back to everyone praising that individual or his followers praising that individual yeah. and diminishing the individual that he's actually advising more because that individual has rejected that advice out of hand knowing or sensing that this is just a, a program or a method method of humiliation in that yeah. instance. And as you as you said um, the wolf in sheep's clothing and who was the master of that we, we heard him say it in, in to Adam and Howard I am but a sincere yeah. ad- advisor yeah. to you. He yeah. swore by yeah. Allah I am but yeah. a sincere yeah. advisor <laughs> to you. yeah
1: yeah
0: Wallahi, he swore by, exactly. (laughs) So if that happened then, we've seen it in different forms and guises today by those who are wearing that garment and who may be prominent, who may be less prominent, but what they're doing is really a programme or an effort to humiliate you. Um, I know I've spoken to individuals privately, people that I know where they wanted to call out an individual um, who had said a statement, years before that could have been perceived or was taken by some, this was a, um, a negative statement, a racist yeah. statement or whatever. Yeah. And when saying, okay, here's the individual's number, speaking with them, yeah. sometimes you see them say, well, no, we want them to, let's do this publicly. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? When you can speak to them privately and they yeah. like, no, I don't want to go public. I understand what you're saying. It wasn't meant like that. Do you accept it? Um, yeah. Let's leave it. Leave it where it is. And we see this happening, that things have to be played out on social media now. Um, and as Muslims, we're at the forefront almost mm. of this gutter mentality. Yeah, it, we really are. So humility.
1: Yeah. But stillness it, speaks. He gave he, he mentioned the term for it, the, you know, virtue signaling. That's what it's called, isn't it? Virtue signaling. That's what give
0: it. Yeah. Okay, right, yeah. right. That, that, you
1: know, like you're trying to show people how virtuous you are and how like pious you are, right? That's what you're doing. You're giving off this signal. Look, like, I'm pious, I'm virtuous, I'm I'm the guy who's
0: doing everything right, you know. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's that's, 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 that's the the term. Term. yeah, virtue, thank thank you, stillness speech. Yeah. Virtual signaling, that that sums it up very very well. MashaAllah to brak But then let's let's come back then talking about humility now being humble what does what does that entail Abdurrahim? in this day and age because when we see you know we'd see religious people and we say that's a righteous muslim that's a righteous man a righteous woman mm. okay that righteousness entails humility but that doesn't mean weakness that yeah. doesn't mean passivity and
1: that there's a big difference between humiliating yourself right being humiliated in the sense that you allow yourself to be humiliated and being humble they're two very very different things right. yes and i think that you know look at the title humility in the face of arrogance right so you know the the you know the, what i think is of abu Dajana, right the, the companion you know who wore the red turban and, you know, before, I can't remember, it was the Battle of Badr or Uhud, I don't remember which battle was it, but he put on this bright red turban, right? And he was literally strutting around, yeah, <laughs> this bright red turban. And it was interesting, the Prophet said, normally Allah hates this, right? Normally Allah hates this, but in this time, this is, this is the right way to behave, right? So it, there is a time and a place, right, to puff up yes. your chest, and there is a time and a place to... You know, to, to show that sort of pride and, and, and when you're facing, when you're facing, facing the tyrants and when you are facing the truly arrogant people who are really fighting against truth, you know, and that's why some of the things when I, I you know, I, I actually, I, you know, I, I love those debaters, right, who, you know, in the face of real arrogance from, be it atheists or Christian They give those people a good smackdown because, you know, sometimes they really just that they deserve it. That's right. Yes. Totally deserve it. And sometimes, yeah, mostly you should be gentle and soft. Absolutely. That is 90 percent of the time. It doesn't mean that now and now and again, people don't deserve a good you know a good slap to put them when i say a slap you know like a, a verbal right, yeah, a metaphorical yeah. slap to put them in their place right right um so i think sometimes in the face of real arrogance and i'm talking about arrogance i mean people who are clearly fighting you know against truth they're clearly upon battle and they're clearly fighting against truth whether it's from you know the people who are rejecting faith or people who are the, you know, the, the persistent vocal innovators, then yeah, there is a, there is a, you know, there is a scope there for that, you know, that, that type of uh, roughness and toughness, right. Which some people mistake that that is not, that is definitely not arrogance. That is definitely not false pride. Because there's a, I think the thing is, you know, everyone recognizes false humility. I'm definitely not a fan of false humility at all. Right. Um I'm not gonna you know generally i i I just don't like it I don't like this you know I mean myself personally if if Allah has blessed me to be good at something I'm quite happy to say I'm good at that right. I know about this yeah I know this topic I know this is something I know about right and you know what if I don't know about it, I'll just say I don't know people ask me about finance I say I don't know anything like mm. I know one or two things right i have not looked into it i've not studied it i know virtually not i i say ask somebody else because this is not a subject i i'm you know what why am i going to say to someone that i know something i know nothing about pretend that i know it and then stuff well, I misguide them and then misguide myself as right well. right <laughs> Just I, I i can't say i don't know yes you know as, as i think it was it was imam shafi or imam malik i don't remember i always get it confused
0: imam malik that,
1: yeah, Saying I don't know is half of knowledge. Subhanallah. Yes. And he was asked, wasn't he asked someone traveled a huge distance and he collected all these questions from his people, 200 questions. And I think he would answered three. Yeah. And the man said, what am I going to say? I've come with all these questions from my people. What am I going to say to them? He said, tell them Malik doesn't know.
0: Yeah. And that that's from humility and yeah. we don't find that today. We 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 just don't find that type of humility from just from ourselves, the ordinary layman, because we don't want to be diminished in the sight of the person who's asking the question but when remember we see the the censures that Allah puts in the uh, the Quran when he speaks of the bani Israel, saying what is halal and what is haram and you have no knowledge of it this is this is the height of arrogance in that particular instance to be yeah. doing that we see when we want to look at examples of humility in the face of arrogance we look at one of the strongest um anbiya of ulul azm of strong revol- resolve Musa salam, yeah. in the face of a tyrant yeah and he had strength no one would argue about um the strength of musa we know at the point yeah. where he saw the, the the magicians throw down this um the, the, this, this, the magic of the snake and he mm-hmm. um had fear in himself for that particular instant. and allah him, said to him taqaf, do not be do not mm-hmm. be afraid okay and and we mm-hmm. saw the victory there but humility in the face of the the most arrogant of mankind for at that mm-hmm. particular time this is i think an, a, a clear example we see from the NBR generally, no alayhi salam. 950 years given dawah and the people and their descendants, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren will go past, mock mm. him, be arrogant towards him. And he remained humility uh, He had uh, humbleness. He was humble and had humility. Mm. And is there something in that, Abdurrahim, that the closer you are to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. the more humility and self-assuredness you have yeah. That what the people are throwing at you, what the people are putting at you, you know you can leave that with Allah. It has to be Allah wa it, wa You can leave that with Absolutely. Allah. You can remain humble and remain true to who you are.
1: Absolutely, bro. And, I, you know, I was just reading this statement that Sheikh Uthaymeen said, you know, that if, if people really thought and understood Allahu Akbar, right? If you just thought about this one thing, Allah is the greatest, you know, the whole world. The dunya would vanish before you. You'd realize it's just nothing. And I think that's the thing is that the the more you know Allah, the less, you know, I I did this on my Instagram, right? I think I, you know, these Instagram stories, you know, you have these little Instagram stories. So in fact, interestingly enough, like a lot of it, like I have four or five of them about how to give advice. But one of them was someone said. You know, how do I get self caught? How do I learn to believe in myself? And I basically said, you don't. Why would you want to believe in yourself, right? You're nothing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> what you need to do is believe in Allah and know that he is the one that has the power, right? Yes. And the all, la hawla wa la illa the all power and strength comes from Allah. And, you know, um, that's really the key thing is that, you know, right. the more you think about yourself, the more you realize how little ability you have, and how completely and utterly and totally you need Allah and depend upon Allah, and you need to rely upon Allah, like the Prophet said, oh Allah, don't don't leave me to myself even for an instant, right? Don't leave me to, to myself even for an instant." And I think that's it. I think ultimately that is you know what one of the greatest things that Islam is giving you is that is that real deep humility because. You know, what are you compared to Allah? What is your knowledge compared to Allah's knowledge? What is your strength compared to the strength of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is your insight compared to Allah's insight? Obviously, you know, we have to work and we have to make effort. But even then, success is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And that's it. Like, so, you know, sometimes I know that sometimes non-Muslims, I know that in the years of dawah, I've often been accused of being arrogant. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm not. None of this is coming from me. I'm not saying this stuff is in my mind. I'm not saying this is stuff that I've made up that I'm expecting you to follow. How's the arrogance in there? This is me submitting to Allah. I'm not even saying that I find it easy myself. There may be things in islam that i myself it doesn't fit my you know my whatever it was years of indoctrination as a western child but i have to humble myself yes i have to say that what is my knowledge compared to allah's knowledge who am i to say nothing yeah yes nothing. you see yeah so but also a boundary, But what
0: you're saying as well when and we you've been accused i've been accused i'm sure even when we used to go do the the, the, the yes. travels up and down the country about being arrogant it wasn't arrogance, it was confidence. Yeah. It was confidence. It was um, feeling that honour, the honour and the, the yeah. isza of Islam that you wanted to say, no, sorry, this is truth. This yeah. is falsehood. And we're going to um, be emphatic in conveying that, depending on the, the onslaught or the narrative that was coming back at us. As you know, sometimes we would be sitting down and someone from the audience, um, non-Muslim, very versed in religion, will speak. And they will come with that very quiet sort of, oh, we have this question. But we knew from behind that question was mischief because we'd dealt with it before. And I remember sometimes you would address it and I'd be thinking, damn, Abdurrahim's really going in on that one. And then sometimes I'd look and and then you would explain to the audience, why you have been that way with the individual and what would happen yeah. a number of times it happened in Leeds and everything that yeah. that individual or those individuals will come to you privately and thank you. I'd be there beside you thinking, are mm-hmm. they gonna be saying Abdurraheem why did you do this? But then thank you for yeah. giving being as emphatic as you were. Um mm-hmm. you saw sometimes when I'd be speaking about particular aspects that it seemed that he's being very aggressive in that, you would step step in afterwards and give a clarity clarification when the audience was silenced and said he feels passionate about this because it's a lived reality, or this is how we feel about the dean in that instance. That mm-hmm. wasn't arrogance, that was confidence, that was yeah. um yeah. anger for 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 the dean where we felt that it was being maligned by the questioner or a narrative that kept coming up that was insulting to the dean. That cannot be equated with arrogance.
1: Yeah, and like to go back to my point is it's not, it's not from us. It's not like for, from the point of view, it's like, this is not my opinion. I don't care about my opinion. Do you understand? Right. Like arrogance is when you're insisting in your opinion and it's just an opinion. Yes. It's just you. It's just like, you know, what your little human mind has come up with. Now that I can understand. Yes. But this is the problem. Obviously, when you're talking to people who come from a secular framework, they just think, well, I've got my opinion. You've got your opinion. And it's like, no, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm telling you this is what this is what the creator of the heavens and the earth says. Right. And like, by the way, that's not just my opinion. That's just pretty much what everyone's agreed upon who has read this book and understands it and knows it right so there is the, I, that's that comes from the place of humility right it comes and that's what you said
0: what you said is it fits really nicely I, i'm reading um uh and now always 40 hadith and the expositions of it and i'm on the hadith that um whoever introduces this, this hadith number five whoever introduces mm-hmm. um this a new affair into um our original our, our this affair of ours, will have it rejected and the commentary that is made that's made to that is exactly as you said that this is a religion, this is a faith of following, yep. not innovating. Yep. So when we're conveying that message within the context mm-hmm. of the deen, according to the sunnah, with the correct understanding, we mm-hmm. are followers, we are we are slaves, yep. we yep. are abids. We are there to follow. We are there to serve. We are there to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what you're saying is so correct. When you're speaking, what are our opinions in areas of
1: ibadah?
0: Mm. Why put an opinion in areas? This is as it is. And some people don't like that. They like to intellectualize. They like to philosophize around areas of ibadah. Now we're not talking about mu'amalat and deen and fiqh issues in that instance there. We're talking about ibadah, we're talking about akida, usul. There's nothing to intellectualize around that. There's asma, uh, Allah's asma Wasifat, sifat, there's rububiya, yeah. there's uluhiya. Allah's explained and expounded about himself to us. Mm-hmm. He's um, legislated how to worship him. So where is there intellectual discourse in these areas where we should follow, where we should obey, where we should submit?
1: Yeah. And this is what, this this is what the believer says, you know, we hear and we obey. Right. It reminds me, you know, like what you were saying is that we're slaves. We are the slaves of Allah, and it reminds me that how the Prophet said that he's, which is, this is this beautiful paradox, right? I'm proud to be Abdullah. I'm proud to be the servant of Allah, right? Call me Allah and his messenger. Don't exaggerate in praising me. Right. Like the people before exaggerated in praising, you know, Jesus. And I am the, the slave of Allah. And the Prophet said, I'm proud to be Allah's slave. Right. Yeah. mashallah. And I think, I think the thing, so it goes back to the fact that there, there is a type of good pride. Right? Yes. There's a type of good pride. Uh, and, and, you know, the good pride is that, like you mentioned, it's that pride that you, alhamdulillah, to your, you, you feel Proud to be Muslim, you feel proud to be on the path of truth. You feel you feel honoured that Allah has selected you from all of His creatures right. to be His servant, to guide you to the right path, to follow uh, His religion. And it doesn't mean you need to look down upon other people. No, right? Because this is a mistake, right? And unfortunately, I think that some Muslims make it, and we should remind ourselves and remind others you know often brothers sisters they talk about non muslims they use they they say the word kafir in a derogatory like, yeah, yeah in a like derogatory manner yes to people like look some people are definitely deserving of that title right like abu lahab right deserving of <laughs> yes. you know being being referred to that way right in that sort of tone but most people they're just ignorant they don't know they're not you know they're not open enemies and and challengers of the truth because most of them don't even know it anyway, right. and right. all the stuff they've heard is probably like you know would would you become Muslim if you believed all of that stuff that has been put into their heads? No, you wouldn't right? No, that's you right. Wouldn't so you have to look at it from that perspective. It's not like you know don't don't look down upon people because they don't know better. Don't look down upon people because you know they have no idea. They're just ignorant. That is not that is not healthy, that is not good, that is not the way to be as a Muslim. And, and, and do you know
0: what, Abrahim, one of the things that um stuck with me before I became Muslim, and I didn't I didn't connect it until afterwards. I remember I was coming home from work one day, you know, I worked in yeah. the legal profession. And as I came up from Tutinbeck underground and I was coming out. And I got to the ticket kiosk in those days. Yeah. And I saw they were Muslims. And I, I, I knew they were Muslims. I didn't know much about Islam. But the woman was all dressed in um, uh, in black garb. And the Muslim um, individual, black guy, was just his beard and everything. And the ticket collector was really giving them a hard time. And I saw how calm the individual was, the, the, the man. And his wife was dignified and everything. And I got angry for them because thinking... Yeah. All I saw was this depiction of these humble individuals and he clearly wasn't weak the individual clearly wasn't weak but yeah. I thought to myself he's been really calm he had they hadn't done anything wrong and because of their silence yeah I would say humility because this is one thing that really drew me into them the ticket um inspector was getting becoming more arrogant and more vociferous in how he we was speaking and I actually interjected as I came up behind him I was like how dare you speak to people of religion like this, and as I said, I didn't know much about Muslims or whatever, but I saw that these were really religious people. And he was shocked that I interjected as a non-Muslim coming back from work and everything. But what I liked um, was the, the individual, that the husband obviously said to me, thank you, my friend, this is under control. It's not an issue. And he was really calm, really assured. And it struck me, I said to myself, I just said to him, I said, where, where do you attend? I'd never been to a mosque before. I wasn't thinking about becoming a Muslim. And I was like, where do you go? And he said to me, "There's a, uh, the place we worship at is in Brixton. And I just left that as a fleeting statement. Well, later on when I went and took Shahada Sahaja there Allah, and Allah. I saw him and he saw me. And actually, he made his wife used to make clothes and everything that made my first garments and everything like that. And it was only then that I connected it, but it was his humility. And the reason I'm saying this, I want to go back to Prophet Musa and the NBR. When you see a it's humble, just... righteous slave in front of the face of yeah. someone who's arrogant, you realize very quickly that actually it's the arrogant one who has the insecurities and the yeah. fear. And yeah. he's just projecting. And he becomes even more arrogant and fearful the more that individual remains humble. Because as they say, still waters run deep. And the individuals who have that humility have a strength about them. They have a resolve about them that you can only admire. And as I said, I didn't know I was, I wasn't thinking about Islam. I just saw, I said, there's these these two Muslims, I don't know anything about Muslims, but I saw this calm, resolve, tranquility, humility. Mm. And it struck me because I lived a life, I was in the legal profession, I'd be standing in court with the barrister, being all arrogant and wanting to win cases. And when we'd won, you'd see us walk out with pride, we'd made hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, we'd go and celebrate. Obviously coming from the background that I came from, our chest was out, we'd be on stage, there'd be gang talk, there'd be, that's what I was used to. So seeing that, yeah. Was so it was so stark a contrast to what I was used to that I didn't realize that I'd be going to the same mosque later on, becoming a Muslim. And the same you know what there.
1: you were saying there, bro? Reminds me of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know when he entered Mecca. You know, mm, um, yes, it's yes. just incredible. Like, is there anything like that in the whole of human history that you can think of? Right, nothing. Where someone has been chucked out of his city right, humiliated, you know, had wars fought against him, subhanAllah, all the things that happened to the Prophet had <inaudible> his <inaudible> companions, his followers tortured, killed, all the things that those people did to the Prophet, and yet when he entered Mecca, he was so humble, his head was bowed so low that it was touching the saddle of his camel.
0: Have
1: you Allah ever heard been. of a conqueror entering a city like that in such humility? Ever, ever in history, I don't, I don't ever, no, don't remember any ever having heard something like that. Subhanallah, but that was the humility of the Prophet
0: sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So
1: what? Subhanallah, and Umar, Umar followed
0: in his suit. If you remember, followed, followed instead in, stead, in yep. his stead when he went into Jerusalem, and he yes. got. He's um, the one who was walking with the horse. He got him to sit on the, the, the donkey. Yeah, and, yeah. walk. and he served, he served and he's slave to sit on the donkey yeah. as he went in. And he didn't do that to feign piety. They'd been doing that on the journey. They were traversing yeah. on the way, taking yeah. it in turns. And when he went in, having conquered Jerusalem, that the other companions were saying, you should enter like a king would enter. But yeah. this was the humility that he'd learned from the Prophet wa This was the hum- humility of the, the, the greatest companions to have lived yeah. on, on this earth. And yeah. we need to go back to that Abdurrahim. We need yeah. to know that with that humility is strength. With that humility is a uh, symbolism or, or in, it's indicative of our closeness or relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And if we don't feel that we have that closeness in that instance, we can still have that humility acknowledging as you said, that la imagine we had that with each other, okay, let alone with the rest of um, mankind, and then those with arrogance would crumble because that facade would become very, very apparent. Because with them, it's just air, it's just wind, this is superficial. Whereas with like with, with, with um, Firaon. when Firaon was being drowned at that particular point. And Allah says, al an now you want to declare the shahada. But we know in other ayats that Fir'aun had acknowledged that it was the truth that Musa a.s. had come, back, come to. But he didn't want to lose face. He didn't want to lose the possessions of the dunya that he was holding on to. But at that ultimate moment, he had to... Um, acknowledge Allah. And we know that, as you know, um, Gibray said that he was shoving sand in his mouth to, in case uh, that that declaration that he was trying to make would be accepted. So, the arrogance, the the arrogant of the earth, the arrogant amongst us Mm. are very weak. The arrogant amongst us are very insecure. The arrogant amongst us are fearful. But those with humility are the ones who are the possessors of strength, the possessors of of, of yeah. acknowledgement or cognizance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we need to move back to that the example you gave the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam um and the conquest of makkah can you, there's nothing that equals that in in life mm. it's so
1: true bro and and that's our example our example
0: is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so i think he- those those of us who are on social media Those of us who are following, because we may not be of those who are purveyors of this narrative of piety or whatever, and some of us may be sincere, but those who are observing that, we need to ask ourselves as well, are we furthering these narratives where these debates start taking place and things become viral? And everyone's looking to see what the next person has said and fueling him or her with to come back with another narrative and the dean then starts being used okay um wrongly so in trying to defend inadvertently or is inadvertently the right phrase no deliberately using the dean distorting aspects of the dean to try and push that narrative even further so those who are, who are uh, bystanders And observers to that again we should fear that we are contributing to this diatribe to this conflict that's taking place where one is being arrogant but feigning piety in that particular instance
1: yeah i mean i think the thing is that people love this they love it don't face it they love that whole face off combative you know it's just yeah and I suppose from another point of view, it's, it's just another trick of shaitan, isn't it, Abdu'l-Haq, right? Is that, yeah. You know, I mean, this is always shaitan's ploy. You know, one of shaitan's greatest ploys, since you already mentioned it already, you know, when he swore by Allah I'm a sincere advisor to you, is to dress up evil in the clothing of piety, is yes. to make, you know, evil things look like they're good, and to make good things look like they're evil. This is Shaitan's trick, right. right? This has Absolutely. always been, you know, this has always been his trick, and it's it's not unfair to say that it's part of the huge reason why, in the eyes of many people, they don't even want to look at organized religions because, unfortunately, and it includes the Muslims, right? You know, you see in Ireland now, Christianity, Catholicism is almost dead amongst the youth, literally, and you ask them, what's the reason? Oh, it's the paedophile priests, right? The nuns who were, you know, abusing these orphan, you know, these orphaned uh, or these these kids that were handed over to these coventry, uh, convents. Convents, yeah, because they were born out of wedlock and so on and so forth and the mistreatment they received. And, you know, and unfortunately... You know, you find so many people in Iran, for example, as well, you know, like they just hate their religion because of the mullahs you find in so many in Pakistan, so many places that unfortunately the religious authorities, instead of making the people's hearts soft and making them love Allah and his deen, they're just destroying it, you know, through their arrogance and their infighting and their haughty attitudes and, it's really, really, you know, you think that we would wake up and take a you know, take a a lesson from what happened to the Christians, right? Yes. But unfortunately we haven't. No. So we haven't. Um, you know, so this is a part of the problem. It's it's this is the big trick of Shaitan to dress up, you know, dress up uh, you know, evil in the garb of goodness and to dress right. up goodness in the garb of evil as well, right? That's yes. the other thing. Right. Yes. It's to make, you know, it is to make again, it goes back to that thing that we were talking about. We're confident, confident about our morals. We're confident about what is right and wrong. Right. We know that, for example, you know, same same sex relationships are forbidden. It is a sin. It's something that is a transgression against what God has said. It's not because we're arrogant. It's not because we hate people. It's not that we don't want people to love each other. That's just, that's the law of God. That's the way he's created Absolutely right? And it's not from the position of arrogance. We just know what's right and what's wrong. We know it because God has told us.
0: And in fact, in fact, I'm so glad you said that. If
1: that is arrogance, oh, you're arrogant, oh, you're proud, oh, you're you're hate.
0: No, no, in fact, it's the opposite of that. It's 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 humility. It's it's humility acknowledging Allah's law, Allah's sharia. And not only that, it it comes
1: from real love and concern for people, right? We don't want people, either individually or collectively, to go to hell. We don't want mankind to suffer the consequences because God didn't make all of these laws because just God likes making people's life difficult. Allah made these laws out of his mercy because he knows us better than we know ourselves. He created us. If he's telling us, don't fornicate, don't have sex outside of marriage, don't have girlfriends and don't have boyfriends. It's not because Allah wants you to stop having fun in your life. It's the opposite. Allah wants yes. your life to be good. He right. wants your life to be the best life. And that isn't the best life. Yeah. It's not like, that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. Not individually and collectively. Right. That, that's that's right. the reason why Allah is saying it. So when we are saying keep away from these things, it's not because we, you know, we don't want people to love each other and we don't want goodness but it's the opposite it just comes from knowing really what goodness is and knowing ultimately that that's it we're going to meet allah on the day of judgment he's going to judge us right
0: the real heart and 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 the thing is in between that that you've given two really good examples that are polar opposites where you've mentioned, like, for example, the Catholic Church, the mullahs within Islam and everything like that, who are feigning piety when actually in actuality, this is arrogance that they've become arrogant in the positions that they're actually holding. And they've got a great responsibility. And then on the other side, you've got those with the who are in the decadent moral decay. And as you said, It's not because we want to condemn them, it's out of concern that they're they're, they're violating Allah's Sharia in that particular instance. So the middle ground between these two, I think is where we need to be, where we need to continually be showing and reminding each other of being humble, of humility, and what humility looks like. Again, we've got to make it really clear, humility is not weakness. Humility is not weakness, in fact, In actuality, humility is strength. We've given examples of the MBR. We've given examples of conquerors, the Prophet in particular, then Umar, in how with utmost humility, they're taking on that mantle of huge responsibility in conquering a people. And when we look at other conquerors, we've seen what they've done. They've killed, there's been devastation, wanton slaughter and the like. But when we've seen the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his example, we've seen humility in such magnitude.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think the other thing is that I want to go back to what you said about humility being strength. Why is humility strength? Because if you understand what is strength, it's very interesting that the Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? Is that the strong person is not the one who's able to wrestle someone, you know, bring them to the ground and and hold them. No, the strong person is the one who is able to control their anger. So true strength is your ability to control yourself. Yes, it's self-control. Right. And humility, you can only achieve humility by subduing your ego. That's you have to afford your ego, right? You have to afford that, you know, that idea that somehow, you know, better because why? Because I am me because it's me, 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 I, I, you have to have to have learned to suppress that and control that and regulate that, that is the strength that takes a lot of moral, mental, spiritual strength. And that is really why humility is real, real strength. Because the truly humble people have fought that inner battle. They fought that battle with themselves.
0: Yeah. And Um, Sabrina, Sabrina's asked. I I was meant to come back to that question that Sabrina, Sister Sabrina's asked: Do we have the right to be arrogant with um, with another arrogant person, just to regale his, her, or her arrogant arrogance like a psychological manipulation? Even if we are humble, and. What we need to look at, Sister Sabrina, it's not necessarily arrogance that you're giving back to the arrogant person, it's confidence and strength that you're showing back to them, okay? It's that firm resolve that you're showing back, not arrogance, because when you put if it's arrogant, then both of you are in a realm of ignorance at that particular point in time, and there will be no benefit. there'll be no benefit. Um, as we're told, um, I think one of the scholars in Abdurahim, you can remind me, said that um, he would not argue with an ignorant person because we'll he'll always be defeated. Yeah. <laughs> but when he argued with an intelligent person, he was able to defeat them. So mm-hmm. th- th- if you're if you're showing arrogance with another arrogant person, it's like two bulls locking horns and butting each other um, and uh, heads together continuously, or banging your head against a brick wall in that instance. But if you're showing strength, if you're showing uh, firm resolve of character and you're using maybe stronger words when dealing with the arrogant person, as we've seen with the MBR, as we've seen yeah. with the leaders, the religious leaders, mashallah, then that's not arrogance. That's not arrogance at all.
1: Yeah, Alhamdulillah. There's a time and place where, if for anything, for everything. I mean, not arrogance in its pure sense, but it, you know, uh, we gave the example of Abu Dajana who wore the red turban right. and, you know, he was like walking, you know, like this on the battlefield. Right? right. So, you know, there's a time for that, even in, you know, debating and argumentation, but it's not the default position, right? As yes. you quite rightly showed with, you know, Musa and Allah said, you know, speak a kind, you know, speak softly to Pharaoh. I mean, so that's the base, you know, that's the base level, right? Um, no, but absolutely. Then, but then, when Pharaoh continued to be arrogant, what happened? Allah sent upon him and and the, you know the the people of Egypt plague after plague after plague. Right? Right. Gave them some proper whipping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it's not just yeah. You know, it's a bit of both. No, that. no,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Floating man's got a very good point there. Don't argue with stupid people. Stupid people can be at the height of arrogance as well. They will drag yeah. you down to their level and beat you with the experience. And that that's that's very, very true. Now thanks a lot for that, floating man. And I think some of the comments we've seen today on humility and dealing with arrogance, I think it's important. And you were saying about um control as well. We know that Pirelli advert power is nothing without control. So for example, um, I remember individuals used to say, well, people with people in authority, if you've got the authority and everyone knows you've got, you knows you've got the authority, you don't need to, to weld, wield it at all because they know that you've got, and let's talk, let's bring it back to marriage. For example, when you're hearing brothers saying, um, I expect my wife to have the dinner on the table. I expect this and um, she should obey me and such and such in actuality, they're the weak part of the couple. They are the mm. weak link. Actually, the wife is the one who's stronger in that instance. And why do I say that, Abduh? I say that because that because is you not say it
1: from personal experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. Love <laughs> no, the, the fact. If anyone feels that they need to, and this is the wife as well. If anyone feels that they need to call upon the rights, demand the rights in this way from their their spouse, that shows that there's an uh, there's there's something. Inconsistent. There's something wrong in that particular instance. We just have to go back to Ali Rajulahu An, where he mentioned in himself that he would not call upon his rights of on Fatima in case she called upon her the rights that he had she had upon him yeah. and he was unable to fulfill it. So what I'm saying here is that you do have that, and brothers who are listening, I in mean, that instance, misogyny is not Islam, okay, and Islam is not misogyny and we really need to differentiate between those two misogyny is a type of arrogance and it's a it's a what, distorted what, <laughs> well, let's wait for the frying pan to come flying in behind me now. So, so, Abdurrahim, so, mashallah, I think we yeah. really need to make sure. Um, yes, and then the Miswak that uh, Floaterman's bringing the thing about the jealousy with the Miswak, mashallah, turaq, 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 how jealousy was over uh, his wife using the, the Miswak. Um, and he there was poetry that was done concerning that, mashallah. Turaq, turaq. So, my thing now is. We're bringing it back to something that is much more relevant to us now, husband, wife, family relationships in that particular instance. So those of us who feel that we have to be haughty in our relationship, we have to be arrogant, we need to call upon our rights and everything like that. Really look look in the mirror, check yourself, because is that a weakness that we've actually got within ourselves? And is that something that our wives can even detect in itself as well? Wife, in the way that you are demanding from your husband, okay, and showing him disdain when he cannot give you what it is that you're asking for, if it's of possessions or timing and everything like that, is that really uh, an inadequacy within yourself? Is that really a lack of humility within yourself and arrogance in that particular instance? Because you have an insecurity. You have something lurking inside you that you want to mask over and you're showing it in this particular disdain or arrogant stance where you are. So I'm throwing it to both Sides now in this instance the male and female no, we you, only have to trouble bro I, maybe i am but i, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it I, needs to be put we need to bring, hone it in no, no, you, know on what, that I, level. you know what
1: i really agree with bro and you know maybe this is um a really good subject for another discussion right maybe we could talk about it in depth next week but i think you know the really good point that i have to really agree with you bro. though i'm not sure i would give my wife everything she asked for and vice versa. Um, But, um, you know, um, I think the really good point is that you shouldn't be demanding your rights. That is a total misunderstanding. This whole thing of it's my right for this. It's my right for that. It's my right. You know, no, you need to learn what your obligations are to your wife. Right. Because that's what you're responsible for. Right. Right. And she, the wife, needs to learn what are her responsibilities and obligations to her husband, right? Because that's what she's responsible for. You're not responsible for making her fulfill her obligations to you. Like no. right? you can obviously, you can advise her and say, you know, um, my dear wife, maybe you should refresh refresh your memory on these various hadith you know uh but at the end of the day that's on her isn't it that's her that's, right. you know, that's for her guidance and you know it's for you you like it's no one can say your prayers for you no one can fast for you right those are the things you have to do yourself you right. have to fulfill your wife's your wife's right and she has the job of fulfilling your you know the rights that you have over her not you know not like like you said bro and i just the point it's like yeah you're supposed to be like this to me, and you're supposed to be like that, and you're supposed to be no, 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 no. This is definitely not the way it's very sad. If you know, it's, it's not from is,
0: humility uh, that can uh, that never comes from a place of humility, it comes from its opposite, and, and that's of arrogance, whether it's the, the wife or the husband that's displaying that. And it's so not we, gonna
1: like the marriage is not gonna last long, except under the circumstances where women have no choice, or vice versa, by the way. Like right. the man has no choice to go anywhere else, or maybe the woman has no choice to go anywhere else, right? So she's literally like what? Like a prisoner, like a captive, like a you know, that's it. And you're just abusing her, which is the opposite yeah. of what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. Right? That's right. That's
0: right. Um yeah,
1: so yeah, no, should alhamdulillah. be, you know, marriage, Absolutely. Should be marked by love and kindness and compassion and understanding and shura like I think we said in a previous episode, isn't it, bro? It's like, you know, do you, have you forgotten that your wife is also your sister in Islam? All the yeah. rights that she has, love for your brother, what you love for yourself, right? right? That's How about right. that, right? That's right. All of those hadith, right, apply to your wife.
0: Yeah. And if you for think sure. about Abraham... Now, we've talked about humility in the face of arrogance and we're talking about individuals that are not necessarily related. It does happen in relations. But imagine you're just showing humility to your spouse Mm. with their shortcomings, with the inabilities to achieve certain things that you want. Imagine you keep showing that humility. It can only foster, I believe, from Mm. what I've seen from the Dean, it can only foster love and compassion. Yeah. Between the two of you, because you're continually showing that humility at the shortcoming of your spouse um, in in particular areas, and that can only make someone gravitate towards you because of that. And Absolutely, I think, bro, I think on on that. On, as, on as, that as
1: note, bro, um, I think it's dinner time. You know, yes, it is for <laughs> me.
0: It's late time now; it's eleven o'clock, and I'm time to retire in inshallah so bless you, bro. I That's mean, I late, knew, man.
1: I'm thinking about going to bed at that sort of time, bro.
0: MashaAllah. No, mashaAllah. MashaAllah. I, al- 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 I enjoy our discourse.
1: Jazakallah. Wayyad.
0: Al- and um, Jazakallah to those who've tuned in. It's good to see you all again. And we look forward to seeing you in a week's time, inshallah. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum. Wa Alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh